Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hey, well, hey, everybody. Happy New Year. I'm here with Zach Daniels. I'll introduce Zach in a moment. Hey, no greater way to start a new year than new life. If you're watching on the video, I got my lolly and pops cup. Laura and I are proud grandparents of our granddaughter, Ellie Grace, born last night at 9.15. Congratulations. Amen. So January 10th, 9.15 p.m., uh, beautiful, healthy little girl, 6'9", 19 inches. I know all y'all want the details. She is cute as a button, and uh, we're just so blessed and so honored um, by family mm-hmm. and the richness uh, of our family. I think we're going to talk a little bit about that when we talk about the new year and the different roles that we all have in life. But I want to introduce Zach Daniel. Now, I just want to make sure J.O. Jordan Ogden is not leaving us. Just wasn't able to be here this week. But speaking of J.O., you guys actually grew up together. We did. And uh, Zach is is going to be partnering with me to serve all of you, our listeners, um, as we serve the body of Christ, as well as as we serve the Antioch movement in so many different capacities. Uh, Zach is coming on full time. So I wanted Zach just to introduce himself as we start the new year. And then we're going to talk specifically because you want to hang in there. We want to talk specifically about how do we take each of our roles and activate what God is speaking to us very intentionally in this first month of the year to get things rolling. Awesome. Zach, tell us about yourself, buddy. Well, thanks for having me on the podcast. Jordan and I are friends uh, Mm -hmm. since first grade on. So a unique relationship there. (laughs) So filling in for him today. Uh, we got connected with Antioch, my wife, uh, in junior high, be in college, and have loved serving you and serving the Lord here in this church family for the last 20-something years. So we've done that in a variety of roles. We served on the college team for Antioch Waco, served overseas in North Africa, and for the last 10 years have been the lead pastor at Antioch Dallas. I'm transitioning out of that role and stepping into a new role, serving you, the movement, everybody watching. Uh, and excited to do that. Excited to be here today. Beautiful. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, all right, Zach, I think you got the the, the, the salvo of questions okay. bro, about the new year. We're, we're letting go of the oars. We're consecrating this month. If you're a Waco person or, or at any of our local churches around the United States, I know different people are doing fasting and praying and special set-aside times, so please engage your local church yeah. uh, at the beginning of the year. But what are some of... The things that you would want to know about uh, that we can talk about to get everybody going. Yeah, well, I'm a regular listener of the podcast. (laughs) Uh I've never had the experience of going on a podcast you listen to and being able to ask questions. So So I'm excited to to do that today. So listen to the last, I don't know, four or so episodes on that theme of surrendering the oars. And of course, surrender, uh, what do you call it? Oars, nets, uh, anything. I mean, surrenders all throughout the scriptures, right? But there are times and places where the Holy Spirit highlights that in the life of a believer mm-hmm. uh, through circumstances or just something fresh that God's doing. And it seems yeah. like God's doing that in our church families in yeah. this season. So I wanted to ask you, from your just own personal relationship sure. with God, yeah. what are what does that look like for you? Where have you seen God call you to places of surrender? And what are your thoughts there? 
uh, when we're talking about surrender the worship, what does that actually look like yeah. for someone like me or someone watching the, the yeah, show, just in your sure, relationship with God? On a, on a personal deal. You know, we've been using this terminology, union, communion, and partnership. Mm -hmm. And so I've been using that to review um, uh, each of those areas. So if we just take our vertical relationship with God, and I, I've talked about this a little bit, but, you know, um, God ultimately gives you what you want. Sometimes it's what you need, whether you want it or not. Mm -hmm. But he moves by desire, mm. right? So even when I don't feel a desire, God, please make me desirous even mm. where I don't. Mm. So I have been uh, on this journey of saying, um, God, if you are looking for a friend, mm. if you're looking for a way to express your father's heart, mm. would you show me your father's heart? Mm. God, if you're looking for a way to express Jesus in a way that he's represented on the earth. Mm. Would you rearrange me so that I'm so in union with you that people see Jesus? Mm. Excuse me. Holy Spirit, if you're wanting to manifest your gifts in a very tangible way um, everywhere that I go, would you, would you open my ears and my eyes? So I have a little framework there by using the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, for all the theological buffs out there, we are absolutely lockstep Trinitarian yeah. uh, with joy yeah. because we there is a reason that God expressed Himself in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit mm -hmm. because each of those aspects of His nature express something that we need mm -hmm. and therefore everybody needs. Mm -hmm. So very practically when it gets let go of the oars, it's, all right, am I creating space morning by morning that allows me to fully engage the Father, fully engage Jesus in His Word, fully engage the Holy Spirit? So there's a, a re-up in me. And so for me, I just know myself well enough. I've been doing this for a long time. So the five to... 8 a.m. slot mm -hmm. uh, is my window if I'm going to be able to uh, house everything that God is speaking to me and be able to engage Him in a way that fills my cup so that mm -hmm. I can overflow. Mm -hmm. um, it's a five-day window. Now listen, please hear me. If you're at five minutes, please do five minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's not that all those three hours are just... Um, uh, word, worship, and prayer. Mm -hmm. They are planning for the day, praying through the day, kind of lining out things mm -hmm. that my assignments in life. Mm -hmm. But but if I take the high ground early, then I have grace from the Holy Spirit throughout the day. Mm -hmm. But for me, and, and again, I think it's true of most people, but maybe there are some exceptions out there. If I don't take the high ground early, um, I, I just get so distracted or uh, uh, not even not even with bad things, just yeah. so uh, chaotic yeah. that I, I lose that vertical thing. Yeah. So it begins with a set time, and, and it mm -hmm. doesn't have to be my time. I'm just saying, whatever your set time is, just be ruthless. So mm -hmm. let's say it's 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. I want to commit 30 minutes a day in word, worship, and prayer. I'm trying to read through the Bible in the year. Get a little program, something that... Yeah that dictates your journey yeah. for however much time you feel that you are to do at this time, and then just 
be ruthless. Yeah. Like if you're going to be accountable for anything in life, mm. even more than your own kind of brokenness, you know, moral purity or my anger issues or my money issues, all that, seek first the kingdom and everything will be added to you. Yeah. But if you're just focusing on your moral purity or your your attitude or your which please do that, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Without Jesus, without the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit yeah. being the source of that, you're yeah. not going to get rid of that stuff anyway. Yeah. You're just going to manage it the best you can. Yeah. So let your account of, first accountability be Jesus' first place, mm -hmm. first of the day, mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. Set the template in January, and you got a great shot mm -hmm. at making it throughout the year. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So what I hear you saying is, Kind of first, just as an individual in your relationship with God, surrendering the oars, the consecration looks like I'm surrendering time. Yeah. Most of the time at the beginning of the day yeah. to meet with the Lord, yeah. to get in the Word, to pray, to worship, and to meet with Him there. Yeah. And that's what kind of sets the tempo for the rest of the day. Yeah, the and, and, the and I would say very practically and even line out my assignments for the day mm -hmm. and line out praying into my weaknesses of uh -huh. the day. So, so what if let, like letting go of the oars may be for you, hey, I'm going to set media aside for January to kind of clear, clean the airwaves. Yep. That'd be a great let go of yes. the oar, right? Yeah. But to do that, when I come home tired at the end of a day and quote unquote, let's say in different stages of life, we get the kids down and I just veg out by watching a show right. or doing internet or whatever I do. And again, we're not even talking the evil side, just the just the, the vegetation side, yeah. then I need to pray ahead of time, God, fill my cup tonight. Yeah. I'm praying in the morning yeah. so that I have strength yeah. for today. Yeah. Or, Lord, I'm choosing to read this book. Mm -hmm. when, when the downtime happens, mm -hmm. I'm going to read this Christian novel or fiction yeah. or, or I'm going to have a meaningful conversation with my wife. If I don't plan yeah. the weary side of my day, yeah. Um, I won't, I'll, I'll find myself continue failing and I'll yeah. either give up or be frustrated yeah. or I'll begin to loop inside instead of get free. Yeah. So remember, every or we let go of is only meant for freedom, not for yeah. bondage, yeah. not for condemnation. Yeah. And nobody's going to be perfect. Yes. But I found that simple prayer, lead me not in temptation, but deliver me from evil. If I don't pray ahead of time and get a God plan ahead of time, yeah. I'll keep falling it's into good. my same laziness. It's good. Yeah. Okay, so that's just in your own relationship with God. Yep. Uh, as a husband yep. in your marriage, yep. what are some things for you and your wife where y'all have looked at, this is what it looks like for us to surrender in yeah. marriage to the Lord, to drop sure. the oars? Yeah. You know, um, uh, it'd be great to, what, what I will, I need to do this, you can hold me to this, to have Laura on here and yeah. let us talk together, of course. Real talk. Uh, if, if, you, if you've been uh, married, you understand that your wife's perspective, perspective is not always yours. <laughs> uh, however, uh, I would say as a husband, what she needs from me is if Jesus is first love, first place, then on a horizontal level, she is first love, mm. first place. Mm. So I need to practically 
in my morning prayer time say, what does she need today Mm -hmm. from me? Mm -hmm. Like, what is one thing I could do today? Mm -hmm. So many times we have all these high ideals, but it doesn't get practical. You know, sometimes um, I've done cycles where you do the little, it's called Love Dare, a little 40 days of Mm -hmm. renewing your marriage, and there's all kinds of little tools. But what they're all geared to do is how to get back into first love, first place, for the human side of life, yeah. and that is yeah. your covenant commitment to your spouse. Uh-huh. Um, we um, cyclically make recommits to pray together in the mornings, mm-hmm. take a little walk, pray mm-hmm. over our day, pray over our issues, that not just personal, but our family or, yeah. or whatever's going on in the church or in the world that we need to pray about. So we pray together, we plan together, and then um, we prepare together mm-hmm. in the sense of look over our daily, weekly, monthly deal to make sure that if we are first priority each other, mm-hmm. then it shows up on our calendar, mm-hmm. not just in our desires. Uh-huh. So that's a that's a very practical thing. But I would say to any couples listening right now, I would, uh, whether you feel you're a planner or not, or your spouse enjoys that or not, um, I would, whoever's listening, take the lead mm-hmm. and say, hey, when are we going to have those just us times? Yeah. Weekly, what's yeah. that look like? Daily, connect. Monthly, yearly, what's that going to look like? So if you don't plan it, remember, life has a way. It's, it's the classic riptide uh, at a beach, right? The, you get taken out to sea, and then all of a sudden you're out there and you're drowning, and sometimes you don't make it yeah. because you didn't prepare for the drift, Yeah, right? Yeah. So, uh, so I think that us having a conversation about that, clarifying time, space, dates, plates, mm-hmm. all that good stuff, and really, the maybe one last thing I would say is um, the way I prioritize her is by I pray every day a couple of key passages. First uh, Peter three, mm-hmm. you husbands live with your wife in an understanding way as we go best and see as a woman. Grant honors the color of their life so your prayers may not be hindered. Mm-hmm. To sum up, let all be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind, brotherly hearted, kind hearted, not returning insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead for your creator for this very purpose that you might have a blessing. Yeah. All right, I just rambled that off really fast because yeah. I've prayed it about a thousand times. Yeah. And then I see in my mind's eye us holding hands together and I recommit our covenant mm. so that nothing will come between us. Yeah. And when things do, because yeah. they do, yeah. uh, at least I solidified it in the spirit yeah. in a covenantal yeah. reaffirmation. Yeah. So what are you saying are ways that we can surrender our yeah. oars in marriage is to be intentional around having times of connection and investing in our relationship. Yes. And also that verse from First Peter yeah. of, am I living with my wife in an understanding way, yep. right, and surrendering. And I would love for you to share on this. I've heard you say before that one of the keys that you've seen to marriages being God-honoring and fruitful is surrendering selfishness of, oh. of dying <laughs> yourself. So, so talk to me a little bit about that of... For surrendering that or of what I want, when I want, how sure. I want. Hey, Laura's going to really appreciate this podcast. I just want you to know hey. she's, <laughs> you're, you're gaining favor with my wife. Uh, <laughs> and maybe other wives out there as well, uh, Zach. Way to go. So, um, yeah, so a couple little things that we uh, that I've tried to practice through the years. And when I haven't, I've seen it not a bad fruit. And when I have, I've seen good fruit. Mm-hmm. And that is on the way home, mm-hmm. start thinking through what has her day been like. Mm. Not, I uh, can't wait to get home and I hope she leaves me alone or 
hope we don't have to do anything or I hope I don't have to use my words or whatever, you know, uh, kind of the whatever I would rather do. Yeah. But think through what has her day been like? What do I think her needs would be? Mm. What would be a good question I can ask her? Mm. I just gave you like 30 seconds is all you had to fill your brain with. Then I have to, by choice, walk in the door and be preferential, right? Back to first place, first love. Who gets preference here? And it's not that my needs aren't legit. I'm tired. I've had some challenges. We need to talk things through. I need support too. It's not about that, but especially as the husband, if I will go first Mm -hmm. to sacrifice, Mm -hmm. I find out that there is a lot of grace for her to respond. Mm. But if I am expecting to be first, we loop on whose needs are going to be met, and it ends up being a bomb. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, And and, and I, I do want to say just a biblical admonition. We absolutely unapologetic believe that men are the leaders and initiators of the home Mm -hmm. ordained by god Mm -hmm. and because of that it falls on us to be the initiators of sacrifice first Mm. and if we do that that biblical blessing starts Mm. coming in because it frees up our wives to be able to feel loved cared for so that they can respond appropriately and people's needs are met in the in the middle of self-sacrificing community but it starts with the male yeah. the head of the home yeah. to do that yeah so i'm being intentional in in pursuing and investing in my relationship with my spouse yep uh and i'm being intentional in dropping self the ore of selfishness yes and and one of the examples you gave is when you get home we're trying to think home. ahead of time yeah. on the way home yeah just preparing yourself and letting down that ore yeah. as you go into the relationship so yeah. good so let's shift to parenting, another area where I experience myself picking up my oars a lot sure. of what I want. And so I want to ask you two questions. One, when your kids were younger, so let's say 10 and under, yep. what did that look like then? And then now in the stage that you're in, you can go 10 and over. Yep. Um, your kids are, are grown out of the house. But what does that look like, uh, dropping the oars, surrendering sure. in the area sure. of parenting? Yeah, and of course you could say a hundred things, but what Mm -hmm. it gets down to is who has first place, first affection, and first priority. Okay, that's that's just the bottom line. So the first priority is Jesus Himself. Right. Next priority is my spouse. Mm -hmm. Next priority is my kids. Mm -hmm. Even today, yeah, is I have very I have healthy adult kids. Flora and I died today. They would continue to flourish in the grace of God. These are. They're very competent young adults. Mm -hmm. However, they still know that they have first place in my heart and in Laura's heart. Mm -hmm. So in my line of praying through my day, I first sanctify myself, I pray for Laura, and I pray for each of the kids, each of the grandkids. And when I pray, I pray for them the promises that God's given, but I also intuitively wait on God, or I may know of something, a challenge going on or something they need. So they get my first affections of intercession, my first affections of uh, commitment, and therefore it works out to practical time. So when, um, um, when they were little, it would be when I would walk in the door, um, and we were, it was right, kind of right in the borderline of cell phones and all that stuff, but it used to be in the email or the internet or whatever. Mm-hmm. I did not do computer or phone when I got home. Mm. So that was set aside yeah. until they were down, till we prayed with each of them, sang with them, 
We would, uh, at times, because of our work with young people, we had a lot of evening meetings, we had mm -hmm. people living with us, but they always knew that bedtime was just theirs, mm -hmm. and we would have meetings try to at our house so I wasn't gone as much, mm -hmm. and we would put all media aside mm -hmm. so that we would engage each other. And that could yeah. be as simple as walking around the backyard picking up pecans. Yeah. It wasn't like these huge deals, yeah. uh, but they had my attention. Yeah and my affection yeah. and my first priority. And and actually, you know, just the other day, uh, we had all the kids in for Christmas, our grown kids, grandkids. And Laura and I reaffirmed to them, um, hey, we have many disciples. We have many sons and daughters in the Lord, people yeah. that we have high affection and high joy and are, are part of our family. And they are the, the, our own kids, brothers and sisters in the yeah. Lord. So it's not like, our family is much larger than our nuclear family, yeah. but we just reaffirmed to them, just never forget, you have first place. Mm -hmm. You have first priority. Mm -hmm. And we not only want to pull you into everything that's going on in our lives, but we want to pull into your lives, and we will um, continue yeah. to have you first. Yeah. And, and this is an interesting one, Zach, that again, if you haven't heard anything today, the reason in, in the, in, Everybody's an imperfect parent and all that, but why did God create the family as the way uh, for people to develop and uh, have confidence and be able to serve the Lord? You know, why is the nuclear family kind of God's way yeah. of doing things? And by nuclear, I mean the three generations, grandparents, great-grandparents, sons, daughters, cousins, all that. But why did God choose that? Because somebody, everybody needs to know that they're the most important person to somebody. Mm. Let me say that again. Everybody needs to know they're the most important person in the world to somebody. Yeah. As a parent, we have the privilege of telling this one child, uh, each of our children, that they are first priority, first loved, unconditionally wanted, pursued by somebody on the earth. No matter mm -hmm. who rejects you in the world, no matter mm -hmm. what challenges you have, no matter what goes on in the world, we as your parents, are called by God with great desire from God to be your greatest advocate, yeah. and that will be till the day we die. Yeah, and I I am imperfect in that, and we all are, and kids do weird things, and all that. You can say there's, and and so this is a very imperfect process yeah. because we live on this side of heaven. Yeah, but our covenant commitment is to be that kind of a parent, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's huge, bro. Yeah, like. I mean, I'm looking now at the camera. That sure. is huge because everybody struggles with this disconnect from God, disconnect from people at times, feels alone, feels different, feels other, doesn't feel wanted, you know, doesn't understand where I fit. No matter how confident you are in life, everybody has that yeah. out of sort thing at times. But if you know that my mom and dad would take me in no matter what in life yeah. and would desire my best alone over all others, yeah. then I am safe yeah. to be a confident adult because there's always home. Yeah. Wow. So <clears throat> as you share those things, both in marriage and then in parenting, those are amazing ideals as a yeah. husband and a father. That's sure. an amazing ideal. Sure. I also know that that's costly. <laughs> because you know yes. let's and pick, we fail at it let's yeah. pick you yeah. know it's tuesday and yeah. you're tired and it's not always easy to 
surrender that or of just yeah, I just want to yeah. I just want yeah. to think about myself right sure, and sure. and and to serve them so that's really um, inspiring and challenging and convicting yeah all so, at the same so time. Here, here's what I would say is I mean you know of course you guys know me but we know each other I'm a very imperfect person mm-hmm. but what set ideals do for you or what fixed yeah. points do for you yes is they give me a place to keep coming back to good. versus just giving up yeah. or letting somebody else's opinion me dictate yeah. who I am or not or letting somebody else determine how I feel about myself or I don't. Yeah. It's what does God say about me yeah. is is most important. Yeah. Um, my assignment yeah. to love my wife, children, kids, the people he's given me to serve in the local community, mm-hmm. in the nations, whatever. Um, each of those assignments are yeah. paramount, and those are fixed points, and you can call them idealism, but I would say those are biblical realities from God's perspective. Yeah. Therefore, the only person that needs to change is me, yeah. and I am comfortable with, um, I'll jokingly say this, I'm comfortable with being a loser. Yeah, <laughs> Like, I, I fail all the time, but I don't let that determine my destiny. Yeah. I don't loop in condemnation yeah. and shame. Yeah. I do at times get condemned, shamed, but I, it's just there's just that's so useless. Mm-hmm. And I want to get up on mm-hmm. the horse again and say, mm-hmm. "You are Jehovah Jireh. You are mm-hmm. my provider. The Spirit of God lives within me. Yeah. I can be an unselfish person. Yeah. There's enough power from God here to turn away from sin and guilt and shame. Yeah. And because people need me now. Yeah. Right. Does that make sense? It's just that yeah. because I am made. To walk in the good works of Jesus yeah. by the Holy Spirit of God, yeah. the only wrestle is the external influences that I have allowed to become entrenched in my life yeah. called strongholds yeah. that are in opposition of God and His Word. Yeah. And the more I aggressively deal with those, and yeah. then when I fail, yeah. it's in letting instead of letting the enemy knock me off the earth, I just say that's the devil, yeah. that's my flesh. And if somebody wants to call it out, I'll agree with them. You're right. I am a loser. I'm a jerk. I did something stupid. Please forgive me. And I'm going to love you now freely because mm-hmm. God forgives me. I have power to go on. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense a little bit? Oh, so powerful. It, so yeah. So what I hear you saying is in the battle with selfishness and yeah. selfish desires that would take up those oars and, and chart your own way, you're seeking to hold to the high standard of God's Word, Yes. the example of Jesus, but you're also receiving his grace and forgiveness Daily. so that of course you're going to fall short and hopefully over time you yeah. know you grow to be more like Christ but you're going to receive yeah. his forgiveness and not live in the I'm condemned I'm a failure and I should just give up yeah yeah, yeah. and when I am rebellious mm-hmm. being willing to acknowledge that uh-huh. you, you see what I'm saying so um, man, this is a uh, this is like three podcasts worth of thought. But let me just go back to something I've done several times in the podcast, yeah. you guys. If you want to understand what your problem is, yeah. if you're listening to me and you're rebellious or guilt and shame, and the psychologists are all telling you to blame your parents and the bully in seventh grade and the church that let you down and everybody else, they all contributed to that. They, but they were feeding off something that was vulnerable in you, and it's mean, and it's nasty, and it's the devil. But but <laughs> we all have those hurts, bruises, wounds, and pulls, and pains, okay? But when you look at Genesis 1 through 3, 
you see how God made us. Mm-hmm. You see that the enemy deceived us into believing there was another way instead of God's way. Mm-hmm. And then when sin came into the world, mm-hmm. Genesis 3, it said, now we have the knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. So what we all wake up with every day is I'm hoping my good outweighs my bad. Yeah. And if I was better today than I was yesterday, then I feel good about myself. Yeah. If I failed today, then I feel bad about myself. So the devil feeds off of what we feel bad about, condemns us, or we become self-righteous in what we're good at, as if we are the center of the earth. Mm. But the whole gospel is that God is the center of forgiveness, guilt, shame, forgiveness, brokenness, pain, hurt, whatever your nuance of unrighteousness mm-hmm. and however it emerges, whether it's arrogance or insecurity, is of the flesh and of the devil and not God's design. Yeah. So the more you can quit trying to be better yeah. and spend your energy trying to be fully his, Mm -hmm. the better you're going to be. That does not give you an excuse. There is still consequence for sin. Mm -hmm. There is judgment. There is, I mean, so I'm not light on sin with that statement. Mm -hmm. I'm just not focused on sin and my own personal conquering of it to be the centrality of my intimacy with God and my ability to serve God Mm -hmm. and keep getting up and responding. Mm -hmm. I am making the cross the center of my forgiveness and the center of my power and the center of my worldview. And when I am not in alignment with the cross, which is often, Mm -hmm. I resubmit to the cross with joy. Mm -hmm. So God can discipline me Mm -hmm. very strongly Mm -hmm. and I feel loved because I know he's just trying to get me back to liberty. Mm. Or I can be guilt and shame and condemned and people can tell me what a loser I am and I will feel that, but I won't live there because that's not what God says about me. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Huge. Mm-hmm. Huge. And people say, well, how do I get there? I really do want to get there. I'm like, man, open up the Bible. Yeah. And if you do Genesis 1 through 3 to get it in your head, and then you, you're consistently reading through the Scriptures looking for what, who God is yeah. and then what He would say to me, then you not only have a chance for a great year, you have a chance for a changed life. Yeah, yeah. Powerful. Yeah. So that's where we are, guys. Um, the first of the year podcast, Letting Go of the Oars. Um, um, you can track with us not only on the podcast, my Instagram. I'm doing daily devos as I'm reading through the Bible in a year, making several suggestions along the way. And uh, again, if you're here with us locally, please jump in. We've had these nights of waiting on the Lord. Mm. I was there last night. There were Two or three hundred people there every night. We're opening it up from six to nine o'clock at night, and people are just coming and waiting on God and renewing uh, their hearts through Scripture. So, if you're here local, come join us. If you're not, join your local church in whatever they're doing to set aside a time of prayer, fasting, and seeking God to consecrate this year. Love you guys. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.